You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Today, I want to minister a message concerning the simplicity of the gospel. The simplicity of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel is not very complicated, it's not very difficult. We make it complicated. Most of the times it becomes complicated when we want to change the gospel to suit us instead of allowing the gospel to change you. We want to change the gospel to suit us instead of allowing the gospel to change us so that we can be more like Christ Jesus. Man, woman, we are all free moral agents. You make a decision how you want to live. Adam and Eve, they were free moral agents. It's through that free choice that they sinned. And sin entered into this world. The good news is God had a solution in Christ Jesus. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 5, verse 18. The Bible says, Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is all about righteousness. Sin brought condemnation. Who of you have been living under condemnation? There's no need to live under condemnation anymore because Jesus, when he died, removed all sin. And when we put our faith and trust in him, we are justified. Amen? Family, listen to me. Do you know people won't go to hell because of sin? When people do things wrong, you say, oh, going to go to hell. It's bad. It's wrong. People are not going to go to hell because of sin. People will go to hell one day because they don't accept what Jesus Christ has done on the cross. The most terrible thing will be one day when you look into the eyes of Jesus and you see that love that is God for you, but you never accepted that love. The Bible teaches us all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It is our union with Christ Jesus that allows us to have communion with the Father. The message that I want to share this morning is primarily for Christians. Because although you've accepted Christ Jesus, the devil wants to deceive you. Start to believe different things. The simplicity of the gospel, the simplicity of Jesus Christ that loved you so much that he came to this earth. Turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians 11. 
2 Corinthians 11 verse 3. Verse 3. But I fear, lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. The enemy wants to come and plant a seed in your mind to corrupt your thinking. The Bible teaches us these three things that we have to be careful of. The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Remember, these are the three things that caused Eve to be deceived in the garden when the devil came to her. She saw the fruit. She desired the fruit, and then she ate, disobeyed. Amen? So you have to be careful what you look at, be careful what you desire. Verse 4, For if he who comes preaches another Jesus, what Jesus have you been seeing around you being preached? What is the view that you have of Jesus? For if he comes, preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit which you've not received, or a different gospel which you've not accepted, you may well put up with it. So he says, here's the three areas where we have to be careful. What Jesus is being preached, what's your view of Jesus? What spirit do we receive? And what gospel are you obeying? What gospel is being preached? Remember, when it comes to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, let's preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. So the Bible warns us and says, be careful that your mind does not get corrupted. One thing is true. The past two years have corrupted many people's minds. They started thinking differently about a lot of things. The lot of things that you viewed, you started viewing it in a different way. People definitely it's got a new view of church. Then we go to church, then we don't go to church. Then it's 50, then it's 100, then it's... So the Bible says we should be careful of the Jesus that's being preached, the spirit that you receive, and the gospel that's coming your way. So I want to touch sides on those three for our minds not to be corrupted, we have to view everything in the light of God's Word. This should be the standard. Turn to the person next to you and say, you have to finish strong. Family, listen to me. It's not how we start. It's how we finish. It's not how we start. It's how we finish. That's why we have to use the Word as the measuring stick. Check yourself this morning. Am I still viewing Jesus in the same light? What spirit am I walking in? What gospel am I preaching to people, sharing with people? Church was about three weeks old when I prayed before one of the sermons that I had to preach. I was just going through it and praying. And I remember God spoke to me 
one of the most fearful things ever, said to me, through what you preach, you can take a whole church to hell. Say, God, help me. That's why I always try and use as many scriptures as possible. And that's just my way before God. But it's very serious, the message that we preach. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Timothy 4 verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. We have to ask ourselves what's been going on in my heart. The Bible says the time is coming when people want to turn away from the truth. That's why we have to view all our actions and everything that we do in the light of God's Word. Amen. When we look at the gospel of Jesus that we preach, it's the power, Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit, what it's all about. The book of Corinthians said that I've not come to you trying to persuade you with persuasive words. My preaching did not try to persuade you but it was in the power and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. People should always hear God's voice upon your voice when you are preaching. When you're in the marketplace, wherever you are working, it's very difficult for people. They sometimes disconnect. Sunday is church life. Monday to Saturday is a different life. But people even in the marketplace should be able to see Jesus, hear Jesus upon your voice. Demonstration of the power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7. I'm going to read quite a few scriptures this morning. What is it that you believe about Jesus? Are you there? 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. This is the most important thing so that you don't live under condemnation. Verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors of Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Family, you've been reconciled with God. One of the things that you have to remind yourself that your past is over. Turn to the person next to you say, your past is over. Let me tell you something about the Jesus that we preach. The Jesus that we preach will never consult your past in determining your future. Can I have one amen, please? Some of you are sitting here thinking about, 
Jesus will never consult your past in determining your good future. Salvation is all about you believing that he who knew no sin became sin so that you can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know what was the lie that Eve believed? The devil told her that if you eat this fruit, you'll become like God. She was already like God. This is how the enemy will come and deceive you, making you believe something that you have to do to obtain something from God when God has given it to you already. Some of you are thinking, do I have a good future? God says, I know the thoughts I have towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Am I beautiful enough to get a husband one day? You are perfect, fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. Will I ever find the right wife? He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. You are highly favored. God will bring the right one at the right time. This is how the devil deceives us many times, making us doubt ourselves, make you question your sonship, make yourself question whether I'm a daughter of the Most High God. Don't fall for that trap. What did the devil do to Jesus himself? He said, if you are the Son of God, get off this cross. He was the Son of God, busy with his assignment. Don't let the enemy deceive you to start to doubt your sonship, the fact that you're a daughter of the Most High God. Turn to the person next to you say, you're made in his image, you're made in his likeness. You have to believe that God has made you righteous. When you are born again, all things have passed away. You are born from above. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 3 says, Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything of being of ourselves, but our sufficiency comes from God, who has made us ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter kills, but the Spirit brings life. That's why you have to be in a living church. Do you know what is our biggest problem? Jesus, when he walked on this earth, he had two natures, a human nature and a divine nature. You yourself have a human nature and a divine nature. Who are you relying more on? Are you leaning towards your human nature, the flesh, or are you leaning towards your divine nature? Remember Peter the one minute he had the revelation that Jesus is the Christ, hearing in the Spirit, the next minute he said, no, Jesus, just listen to me. I had the revelation. You cannot die. Instead of thinking what would happen if Jesus had not died. God is perfect because he is spirit. That's why we have to worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. The correct Jesus is always Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, represent Jesus well. Tell them you have the ministry of reconciliation. Tell them Jesus is not angry with anybody. He died for anything that could make God angry. 
Listen to me, family. Christ came to this earth to destroy the works of the devil. 1 John 3, verse 8. He came to destroy the works of the devil. He came to this earth to become sin so that you can become the righteousness of God. Jesus loves sinners, but he hates sin. Jesus loves sinners, but he hates sin. So when we come to him and we say, help me, he's going to help you. Came to replace your sin with his righteousness. Righteousness does not mean you're perfect. Amen? You get up in the morning and you say, today I'm going to get it right. We're going to go to church today and just have a perfect, wonderful day. And before you get here to church, you've messed up already. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people here. Something has made you angry, disturbed your spirit. Am I talking to the right people here? Righteousness is not being perfect. It's holding your position in Christ Jesus. Because everything Jesus did was for the salvation of your soul. Healing is for the salvation of your soul. Deliverance is for the salvation of your soul. Breakthrough is for the salvation of your soul. So that you would serve Jesus better. If you got the blessing now, the breakthrough of that contract that you're trusting God for, would you be in church next week or will you be out on a holiday? Don't answer, don't raise your hand. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus is not a spoil sport. Jesus knows that the end of sin is killing, stealing, and destroying in your life. If you live with sin in your life, Jesus is not embarrassed by your situation. He loves you. That's why he came to this earth. But turn to Jesus and say, help me. Amen? Turn to the person that you say, there's always hope for those who place their trust in Jesus. Family, when you go to John chapter 5, verse 14, we can see here that after the man received his healing, received his breakthrough, Jesus' advice to him was, go and sin no more, lest the worst thing happens to you. What was he saying to him? He said, now that you've received salvation through Jesus Christ, you'll have to maintain that salvation, that healing through Jesus Christ. What does that mean? It means you'll have to maintain your relationship with Jesus. Amen? You that are trusting God for breakthrough, I want to give you some advice. Well, let me put it this way. Parents that trusted God for children, when you were praying for those children before you had them, now that you have your children, are you praying less or are you praying more for the children? You're praying more for the children. What does that mean? It teaches us that after you've received that blessing, that answered prayer, you'll need God even more. Amen? Can I move on? What spirit are you walking in? The spirit that we should walk in, the spirit of Christ. 
Can you see Jesus is always the Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit? But the Spirit that we walk in is the Spirit of Christ. So the one thing I want to say about the Holy Spirit, Christians, listen to me. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Not regulations, not rules, not condemnation. For those who are in Christ, Jesus have been set free from condemnation. There's no condemnation in Christ. So where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We should be able to hear what the Spirit is saying. Move in this direction, move in this direction. But can I say one thing that you have to be very careful? Paul wrote to the Galatians and he said, Do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love serve one another. There's one commandment that we should love each other. He says, but be very careful that you don't start to bite and devour each other and therefore yourself are consumed. What am I saying? When you are filled with the Spirit, sometimes you'll have revelations, understanding, discernment, to see things that other people don't see. Don't use that liberty to start to bite and devour people. That's the flesh. There's the battle between the spirit and the flesh has been there forever. Humility and pride. Self-control, greed. Faith, doubt. Do you experience that? This flesh. It's not just seeing his works, but learning his ways. Galatians 5 verse 22. Love, joy. The fruits of the Spirit. Allow those things to manifest in your life. Go ask yourself, am I still kind? Do I have long-suffering? Manifesting goodness, faithfulness. Gentleness, where am I rude? Amen or Aina. You know, this word the Bible teaches us is so sharp that it can cut in between bone and marrow, soul and spirit, and it has the ability to discern the intents and the thoughts of our heart. I want to finish strong. And to finish strong, this has to be the standard. The Holy Spirit that's leading us is a Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit to be, it cost Jesus Christ his life. Sometimes water it down so much. This is scripture. Acts 5 verse 32 says, we all are witnesses. Do you want more of the Holy Spirit in your life? Let me see your hand. So, well, I'm just going to go to that person or that person to pray for me. You can do all of that. But if you want more of the Holy Spirit in your life, Mondays to Saturdays, Sundays to Sundays, listen to what the scripture says. Acts 5 verse 32 says, we all are witnesses. It doesn't say witness, it says Witnesses. To these things, and so also the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey Him. The Holy Spirit is given to those who obey Him. 
says they witnesses, not witness. Go read the whole book of Acts. It's about the church. Can I tell you something just as a pastor? Ephesians 4 teaches us that every person should find their rightful place in the body of Christ so that the body can edify itself in love. You need the Holy Spirit to lead you and to guide you. This whole pandemic has taught people, trained people, corrupted people's minds to isolate themselves. You know what the book of Acts 18 verse 1 says about isolation? A man that isolates himself seeks his own desire, and he rages against all wise judgment. Christ died for the church. He's coming back for his body. You have to find your rightful place. Can I just say it straight? If you want more of the Holy Spirit in your life, obey the Holy Spirit. He'll lead you. He'll guide you. Amen? Obedience to the Word of God, to Jesus, equals more Holy Spirit in your life. As a matter of fact, the only proof of your faith is your obedience. I say, be obedient and be planted. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish. One thing I've desired of the Lord, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold His beauty and to inquire in His temple. Are you still okay? Me preaching Jesus, me preaching the Holy Spirit. Let me touch on the last one, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Romans, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ because it's the power of God unto salvation. Listen to me, family. Christianity is not the art of seeing how close I can live to sin without sinning, but it's living for righteousness. Christianity is not living here on the edge of sin, but it's living for righteousness. Amen? Are you sure you want to be a Christian? Remember, you're a free moral agent. Joshua said to the people, it's not compulsory to serve God. You can decide what you want to. But I want to tell you, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is the power of God unto salvation. Not God plus something. God plus your own ability. God plus you going there, you going there, you going there. If you want to serve God, serve God. But don't be a lukewarm Christian. You know what's the good news about Christianity? This gospel when you make a mistake, 1 John 1, 9 says, when you make a mistake, just confess it, and God will disconnect you from that unrighteousness. Are you quick to confess? Can I tell you something? What I've found in my personal life, people in church that are submitted and committed in a living church, it's easier for them to forgive, and it's easier for them to receive forgiveness. But when you're isolating yourself, you're usually offended. You say, I'm just going to stay away from them. Let me see your hand. Who's been hurt or disappointed by a Christian? All of us. You know, I'm a pastor, so I know. Amen. But because we are here, iron sharpens iron. I need you like you need me. People today are prepared to 
part with their possessions, but they're not prepared to part with sin. Make sure that you have a heart that is quick to forgive, a heart that does not bear grudges. Amen? The gospel is all about salvation and being able to maintain your salvation. How many people do you know that serve God at a stage, but they don't serve God anymore? I'm going to close with this. Christianity, really, the gospel is about humility and sincerity of heart. Because God looks straight into your heart. Amen? Straight into your heart. That's what it's all about. Worshiping God in spirit and in truth. That's what it's all about. Have you surrendered your heart completely to God? Have you given Him the rightful place? Remember, surrender is the purest form of worship. Surrender is better than sacrifice. When Jesus returns to this earth, he's looking for those who worship him in spirit and in truth. He's looking for those who have fully surrendered themselves to him. You know what's the good news? What you need for successful living, Jesus has deposited on the inside of you already. This is the beauty of the gospel that you can start to change your situation and your circumstances by planting righteous seeds. Genesis 8.22, since the beginning, seed time and harvest. Galatians 6 verse 7, God cannot be mocked, cannot be made a fool of, the J.B. Phillips translation says. Whatever you sow, you will reap. Matter of fact, is the man's entire life is based upon the seed that he has sown. So I want to encourage you, plant good seeds. Do you need more friends in 2022? Start to smile more. Start to be a better friend. Start to be a friend to others. And as soon as you start doing that, you'll see those things will come back to you. Amen? Humility and sincerity of heart. When you bless the work of God, God will bless your work. Elisha obeyed God's word. God obeyed Elisha's word. It's a mutual relationship with mutual trust, mutual commitment, mutual sacrifice. Do you love God? Do you know why you can love God? Because God has poured out His love in your heart. Now you can love Him. The wonderful thing about this gospel, Jesus said, all those who have laden, all of you that are tired, He said, come to me. It says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. doesn't say first fast, first pray, first sort out your life. He says, just come to me. My yoke is easy. You'll be saved through grace. I've done it for you on the cross, but you have to accept what I've done on the cross for you. Amen. Has this helped you a little bit? Let me close with this. Do you want to be a Christian? Or maybe you're a Christian, you've accepted Christ. Here's the basics. If you're a Christian, be born again. Amen? Don't be convinced, be converted from your heart. Number two, get baptized. Amen? Get baptized. Number three, get filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? If you want to finish strong, read your Bible. Amen? And pray every day. 
Usually it's better to read your Bible and pray hand in hand. Amen. Because this is God's Word. When you read it, God is speaking to you. Don't read the Bible, you have to forgive your neighbor, and you read it, oh yeah, I must go tell Paul, he must forgive that person. No. When you're reading the Bible, allow God to speak to you. Amen? A matter of fact, when you think you are reading your Bible, your Bible is reading you, showing you what's going on in your heart. Amen? This word, when you read it, Jesus is the one who died on the cross. This word has got healing power. It's got sanctification power. It's got deliverance power. So when you read it, read it attentively. Amen? When the Holy Spirit says fast, fast. Amen? Have a time of fasting. Have a time of prayer. Have communion. Amen? Do you have communion with your family at home? So don't just be here at church. Sometimes just have time and have communion with your family. Amen? Go out and live out this ministry of reconciliation. Go and tell people about Jesus. Invite people to church. If you don't know how to lead them to the Lord, let them come to church. There'll be an opportunity for them to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Put God first. Amen? Put God first. First in your giving, first in your loving, first in your commitment. Give Jesus the rightful place in your heart. Then more than anything, maintain all these good things that Christ has blessed you with by maintaining your relationship with Jesus Christ. Remember, faith is the only thing that pleases God. So put your faith in God. Trust God. This gift of faith is a grace so that no man should boast. Make a decision to make sure that nothing can deceive you or hinder you. Give Jesus the rightful place in your heart and love him above all things. Selah. Precious Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for Jesus Christ, the beauty of heaven that was prepared to come to this earth to die for us. Lord, allowing our sin to be placed upon him so that his righteousness can become our righteousness. Stand amazed at your goodness and your mercy towards us, O Lord. And we give you praise. Help us so that we will finish strong. Holy Spirit, help us to maintain our relationship with the Father. And we give you praise for that. We thank you for that. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Well, the most important thing is, if you want to finish strong, you have to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want every person to put their right hand on your heart, raise your other hand to heaven, and pray this prayer loud after me. Say, Precious Father, my situation is beyond human means. I need the Savior of the world to save me. Save me, Lord Jesus. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I confess with my mouth And I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, that he's alive right now, making intercession for all my weaknesses. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me to live a holy life, well-pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen.
Hallelujah. Well, if you've prayed that prayer in humility and sincerity of heart, your sins are forgiven. Your past is over. Don't talk about your past anymore. Your past is Egypt. It's a place of bondage. God has taken you out and is bringing you into the promised land. Amen? Turn to the person that you say your past is over. Don't talk about it. Start thinking about the promised land. Amen. So if I can give you some advice, if you want to grow spiritually, get involved in a spiritual church, a living church. So because you've prayed that prayer here, I have to take responsibility for you to help you to grow in the things of the Lord. If you've come from far, I want to encourage you, go find a living church and get involved there so that you can grow in the things of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn to the person that you say your past is over. Say you've received Jesus and the ministry of reconciliation. You have the Holy Spirit that will help you in all things. Go out and preach the gospel. The gospel is good news, not bad news. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, give the Lord a hand. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.